Hey guys, it's Riley, back with your update. Last week, my dad left the boys, Sparky and Spazoid, in a wee bit of trouble. They're finally back together, and they finally found one of their rockets, but then Portal set it off and sent them into the waiting ears of the tonsil terrors. He didn't do it on purpose, he just got excited. Oh, and I forgot to mention, they're underwater too. Here we go with chapter 17! Chapter 17, Rocket Hunting. The treasure chamber was now the largest room in the alien machine. We could be certain of that because any room that existed in more than one dimension, such as the control room, had become firmly rooted in a single place in time. In the case of the control room, it was also smashed across the floor of the machine, all thanks to the goat and his clumsy horns pushing that poorly marked off switch. We're not here to pass blame, but to remind you of the size of the treasure chamber. Think Wimbledon, where championship tennis players compete. If that doesn't help, say football is your game. Think of it as about a fourth of a stadium, which means it was big, but not crazy big. Actually, the size doesn't matter for this story, only that you know about the stands surrounding the main floor. The king may have chosen to use this space as a treasure chamber, but to anyone who's ever seen organized sports, it was an arena. And that only matters because the king used those stands to escape the flood, which was also the goat's fault. The king pulled himself up, climbing over the heads of his subjects, who bobbed in the water like rotten apples. He still had a version of Portal stuck in his ear, trapped in the glue-like earwax. The water had done little to help the robot. Tonsil Terragoo was stronger than water, and any soap that would have dissolved it could have taken paint off the walls. Luckily for this Portal, being a robot, he didn't need to breathe. He still didn't care for his predicament, but he wouldn't lose hope. One of his copies was coming back to him. It was a reason for celebration. He would have thrown his hands in the air, but again, the goo. The portal on the way had proven to be better with rockets. He'd managed to get through the door without crashing. He knew his other version was nearby, but he didn't see him under the water with all the junk washed around by the flood. He could see the tonsil terrors floating on the surface above him. He'd watched the monsters for years from the control room as they'd taken over the planet. Luckily, they'd never found him though he wasn't sure what the creatures would have done if they had. What use could tonsil terrors have for a wire-thin robot? Portal didn't have teeth, so the concept of dental hygiene was new to this version of him. If the other portal wasn't down here, then he had to be somewhere in the stands, this portal thought. He shot the rocket up into the air, riding it through the swarm. Without the water, the rocket was much faster. You know, like a rocket. It broke free of the beastly bobbers and promptly crashed, also like a rocket. When this portal looked, he saw something horrible. The king was above him. That was bad enough. But he also saw his other version trapped inside the king's gooey ear. The king didn't flinch when the rocket flew towards him. This wasn't because he was brave, but because he was dull-witted. It took him a good minute before he realized that a rocket, the very same one that burned him earlier, just tried to kill him. There was only one thing to do, he thought, and it wasn't running. Running was exhausting. Smashing would be better. He'd break the rocket into as many pieces as possible. The king lifted himself up on his ears. He was about to slam his substantial weight down onto the machine when he saw another piece of floss. This was strange, and it was enough to give him pause. The new portal stared up at the king. He was in a terrible predicament, about to be flattened, but the state he'd left Spazoid and the others in wasn't much better. When he launched the rocket, the backwash had sent them to the surface where tonsil terrors were waiting. The passageway was flooded nearly to the ceiling, and the water was still rising. 
While it was a large hall, it was still only a hall, and Spazoid was still the size of a spaceship, even when he was a submarine with tires. I suppose I should be clearer about his size, since spaceships and subs come in all different shapes. So let's say Spaz was roughly the size of a pickup truck. Wait, those come in different sizes too. So imagine a truck that wouldn't fit easily into a parking spot. Spazoid, if attempting to park at the mall, would have had the same problem. His size didn't impress the tonsil terrors, who were viciously attacking him. You'd think they'd be more concerned with not drowning or even understanding where all the water was coming from. But when they saw the goat and sensed his tonsils, getting at him became the only thing they cared about. I told you we should have left that weird bop behind, Spazoid shouted. He attempted to get his propellers working again, but they were clogged with tonsil terrors. The creatures tried to squeeze into every part of them. He could start the propellers for a moment, but more of the tonsil terrors would push in, jamming up the blades. They didn't seem to mind being diced into pieces. You want to hear that you're right? Sparky asked. He stared at the controls, trying to come up with a plan. It was hard to think with tonsil terrors slamming their fuzzy heads against the canopy. Cracks were starting to show. That's exactly what I want to hear. Spaz called above the sound of the motors starting and stopping. Well, you're not going to- Ow! A shock came up through the controls. Sparky pulled his hand away. What'd you do that for? I didn't. It's these things. They have some sort of zap. It's messing with my systems. Sparky could hear the strain in Spaz's voice. His robot friend was worried. The goat glanced up. I just want to say that I think you're right. See, now you've heard it, and you can get us out of here. The thumping on the glass got worse when the creatures saw the goat. Their squealing echoed through everything. I'm working on it, Spaz shouted as he turned the propellers on again, dicing more monsters. Sparky couldn't take it anymore. He reached for the controls, yelling, Arr! as the zap buzzed through his whole body. He pointed Spaz's one remaining rocket at the ceiling and pressed the ignition switch. Hot plasma blasted out as they were forced down to the floor. Sparky redirected the rocket before they crashed. He shut it down altogether as his hands moved fast over the controls. He guided Spazoid through the door, twisting the dive planes and inverting them. They were on their side as they passed through the narrow opening. This may not sound all that impressive, but I remind you again that Spazoid was roughly the size of a truck, and the doorway, while large, wasn't so big that you'd think a truck could fit through it, especially a rocket-powered one. Of course, they weren't a truck, they were a sub. That meant they had no brakes. There's something you may not have known. Unlike cars, boats and submarines only have forward and reverse. It's something to keep in mind if you ever take up yachting. I would have thought of that eventually, Spaz said. Sure you would have. Sparky said, keeping Spazoid flipped over so he could see the bottom of the treasure chamber. His seatbelt was the only thing holding him in place as he searched for the rocket. The goat didn't have a belt. He fell from his spot and clung to the glass. His hooves tap-danced on the dome as he struggled to get back under the chair. The cracks were getting worse. Oh, don't be so smug, Spazoid said, starting the propellers. He left a wake of dice tonsil terror parts behind him. It was mostly ears and fur. The tonsil terrors themselves floated away and were fine. Remember, these things were tough. They traveled on the back of meteors. Admittedly, when they did this, it was in their hibernation form. They could suck their whole bodies into tiny pods. Many alien scientists had felt the thrill of discovery when examining tonsil terror-laden meteors. They had been excited to see the pods pop open, but felt less thrilled a moment later. Spazoid flattened out again and put the propellers in reverse, slowing himself down. The goat dropped, landing on Sparky. He looked at the glass for a moment before trying again to shove his entire body under the seat. Sparky helped, giving him a little extra push. Again with the goat butt, he grumbled. They stayed low, down at the bottom of the room. 
away from the squealing creatures on the surface. Spazoid's eyes were like headlights looking over the floor and the wreckage of the king's treasure pile. I see one of the rockets. Man, what did that little creep do to it? The rocket was dented from hitting the ceiling. It was half buried under a pile of junk. I guess he tried using it, Sparky said. He hacked it, that's what you mean. We all saw him. Baz sent his cable out and attached it to the rocket. Yeah, but before, when I was in the hall, one flew at me. He must have tried using it to escape, Sparky said. Well, he did an awful job at it. Spazoid hoisted the rocket back up to himself. He got distracted, you know, by saving me, Sparky shot back. There was clanking and banging as Spazoid attached the thruster. How do you even know he was escaping? The little weirdo hasn't done or said a single thing that made sense. Not to mention, apparently, he can teleport. I don't think he goes when he makes those portals. I think wherever he opens them, part of him gets stuck behind. And as far as him doing things that don't make sense, I'm sure you don't mean when he tried stopping you guys from touching the button that literally shut off everything. Sparky looked at the sensor, hoping to find the other rocket. The floating tonsil tears with their bioelectric field caused havoc for the instruments. The shaking in the alien machine was getting worse, churning up the water as debris fell into it. I didn't touch the stupid button, that was the goat, Spazoid said. And it was an accident, the goat added. His head was nowhere to be seen, only his backside was sticking up into the air. Zip it, goat, Spaz demanded before asking Sparky. What's your point anyway? He mounted the rocket and ran his lights over the floor, still searching. Everything Portal's done, no matter how strange, has been for a good reason, Sparky said. Yeah, well, what possible motive could he have for diving into this nightmare swimming pool? Spaz turned his headlights towards the surface. The tonsil terrors squealed louder, still trying to swim down. If he wanted to escape, why would he go into a room with no exit and make me have to chase him? I don't know. You'll have to ask him when we find him. Sparky gave up on the sensors and looked up at the tonsil terrors. He let out a slow breath. <sighs> Speaking of which, Spaz asked. He's got to be up there. Sparky agreed. The rocket, too. Yeah, I know. Which means we need to... Sparky started. Yeah, I know. Spaz interrupted. After a moment, he added, I'm changing down here, though. Hey, man, it's your party. Sparky said. Spaz dropped his legs down and popped his arms out. He checked his weapons, bringing the thunder cannon back into position on his shoulder and the Gatling guns back up onto his arms. What do you think the chances are of that monster you saw being up there? Spaz asked as the thruster dropped onto his back. The way these things go, there's not a chance we can get out of here without facing it. Sparky took out his pistol and pulled out the old battery. There were some fresh ones stored in the glove box. I suppose, Spazoid agreed. You ready? Why not? Sparky slammed a fresh battery into place. Here we go, Spazoid said. He squatted down a little, then fired the thruster. He had one fist out in front of him as they blasted up through the water, straight into the horde of tonsil terrors. Hello everyone, it's only two weeks to go after this episode. I think I pointed this out last time, but as soon as I'm done with Portals World, I'm going to be working on rebuilding the website. Hopefully I won't break it. But after that, you guys will be able to find Sparky and Spaz, the webcomic, the one I've been making right here at illadvisedstories.com. They're short and funny, and I've been sharing them inconsistently on my social media accounts, but I'd like to have them all in one place, you know, so people can find them. I've got 13 chapters in book two done. There's some new characters in there, and I'd love to introduce them to you in the comic before the book comes out next school year. Portals World is available on Amazon, and the webcomic can be found on Webtoons. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Thanks for listening.